0: Thanks for checking out the latest episode of the Spencer on Sports podcast. Heard weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on 1600 ESPN. This is Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN.
1: Happy Friday, everybody. made it to the end of another work week. Thanks for hanging out with Spencer Odd Sports, live from the Eakin Nutrition Studios here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. With you till 6, winding down your work week, winding down local programming for the week here on Eastern Iowa's home for sports, 1600 ESPN. You can find us on the FM dial in Cedar Rapids. It's 102.3 in Iowa City and Coralville and surrounding areas. Johnson County proper. It's 106.3 FM. Also, find us at KGYMRadio.com. Click the Listen Live button to fire up the internet stream. Also available on our free app and on your smart speakers. Spencer Wagan and producer Isaac with you till 6, 319-366-1600. Talk and text line, per usual, wide open. We'll talk plenty of college hoops on the show today. Look back on the loss last night for the Iowa women falling at Indiana, 86-69. We'll get into that here momentarily. Uh, go also get into the weekend ahead. Some impactful games coming up. Uh, Iowa men playing Illinois, Iowa State, and West Virginia. Uh, also have Drake and you and I this weekend too. So some very impactful games across the board. Uh, take a look at the latest bracketology updates uh, for both men's and women's side of things uh, here in just a bit. Also in the first hour of the show, have uh, today's edition of Say What comes to us from the ice last night for you hockey folks out there you'll enjoy today's say what where we take a look at some of the wacky stuff that happens in sports that's said in sports we'll have that for you around 4 o'clock hour is drive time driven by linder tire got some football discussion the chicago bears yesterday introducing their brand new offensive and defensive coordinators shane waldron and eric washington Some audio from them. We'll talk about that and talk about some NFL headlines coming up to lead off the 5 o'clock hour. Talk about some of the other uh, big events this weekend. Busy weekend for wrestling. I know the Iowa wrestling team is at Oklahoma State. You got Iowa State and Missouri this weekend. So a lot of hype around uh, especially one of the matches there. Uh, Get into that and uh, probably some college baseball too. Iowa will be in action in the 5 o'clock hour. The Hawkeyes take it on Auburn uh, tonight down in Jacksonville. Talk about that. As well, speaking of baseball, we got spring training action uh, going on, as I uh, started yesterday, promised you. We're going to bring you at least one segment of some baseball content now through well, probably the end of uh, baseball season, calling it full count. We'll have that for you around 535. And no show would be complete without a look at the sports menu, which you can take in tonight uh, and a little bit into the weekend as well. We'll have that and more around 545, 550 here on 1600 ESPN again three one nine three six six sixteen hundred 1600 is the talk and text line Isaac's here what's going on not much um I'm doing pretty well today uh woke up a little bit uh,
2: by now I guess I'm still pretty tired but um I'm a little bit more awake than I was uh at the first hour of Todd's show this morning I was
1: gonna say you sounded I listened I listened from like 7 30 to 9 and you sounded you sounded pretty awake in the 8 o'clock hour so you didn't sound too bad.
2: Yeah, it's it's not so bad. It's just uh, the fact that my uh, schedule like changes. I think if I were to do it every morning, I wouldn't be so tired right. in the morning. But since right. it's, it's the only, only morning, morning, morning here. It. it's the only right. morning I'm yeah, here. I I'm a little bit more tired on
1: Fridays. I get it. I get it. I get it. But Isaac's here. He's hanging out till six with me as well. Uh, you will be talking to him. One of you will be talking to him. Perhaps many of you will be talking to him because I've got one final shot today for you to win. A pair of tickets to check out Primus along with Coheed and Cambria coming to the McGrath Amphitheater in Cedar Rapids in July, July 27th of this year. We'll play Prime Numbers one more time uh, sometime between now and 6. Also be listening. uh, You heard the Man Cave, the $5,000 Man Cave promo a few moments ago. I've got uh, one more chance this week to... uh, Enter the winning sports word at KGYMRadio.com. Two more opportunities, uh, not two more opportunities, but two more winning sports words will be given out uh, Monday and Tuesday, and then the contest is over. And then we're hoping we're announcing not just a $500 winner, which we will do on the 28th with Todd Brummelkamp in the morning, but also a $5,000 winner uh, out of the national pool. We hope it's somebody here in eastern Iowa give you today's winning sports word one more time. Uh, coming up around 530 here on 1600
3: ESPN.
1: All right, lots to get to. Let's dive in.
3: Big news. This just in. So this is a really big deal, people. This is our lead story. Our lead story is a
1: disappointing loss for the Iowa women last night going into Indiana, a top 15 showdown last night just was not the Hawkeyes night last night losing 86 to 69 Uh, rough second quarter especially doing in uh, the Hawkeyes only scoring 11 points in that second quarter Uh, but in the end uh, Indiana just too much Uh, Iowa did have a lead briefly in the game early on a three-point lead but Hoosiers lead was as many as 18 points as they a uh, one going away over Iowa inside Assembly Hall last night. As said on the show yesterday, uh, if you missed the show, missed the preview. If you want to go back and listen to a preview of a game that has already happened, you're more than welcome to it, KGYMRadio.com. But it, it was wa- like walking into a hornet's nest for this Iowa women's team. Uh, you've been off for a week, and, and rest certainly is good. You get a, got a break from uh, you know, playing you know, every second or third day, which they have been doing for quite a while, dating back to the end of December, uh, you had that you know emotional victory of uh, you know the, the game in which Caitlin Clark broke Kelsey Plum's record. You got the win over Michigan. You had some time to just decompress from all that and and kind of put that behind you, but still look ahead to what's going to be still a, a challenging schedule here uh, and still games to be played. Going into Indiana, a team that had just lost by 20 in Champaign, a team that was out for a little revenge after uh, how the game turned out uh, in Iowa City back in January in which the Hawkeyes won 84-57. Uh, had that whole travel thing, and there's really nothing Indiana could have done about that, obviously, back in January with the, the double blizzard week we had here uh, with uh, two major snowstorms that kind of impacted how they got in and when they got in. A lot of different factors playing into that game and uh, knowing you know the history, knowing kind of the rivalry between these two schools, especially lately, and how much Indiana really just wants to beat Iowa. Uh, and there's fans on social media last night were certainly taking – uh, taking many victory laps considering how that game turned out. A lot of factors working against you. If you're the Hawkeyes, you certainly expected a a, a better effort last night going into Bloomington. You, you're disappointed in the loss, absolutely, and there's things that I think you could point to that have been concerns for this Iowa team, uh, especially things we've seen on the road, things we've seen at points this season where even in wins – Uh, You know, if, if Caitlin Clark is having a bad, a bad game or has a bad game, it's, you know, uh, been a struggle to find you know someone else to, to be that second or third person that can pick up the slack when she's kind of having an off night, still things that you can point to that will give you rightfully so some concern. But I think in the larger picture, uh, I've seen kind of a similar reaction from a lot of people across. Uh, social media and just you know reading columns and and you know reading posts and uh, watching the game last night, I think a good chunk of people understand that it's still a top fifteen team that you you played last night, a team that's going to be a, a three seed, four seed in the NCAA tournament. So really, no shame in losing, but I think you'd like a better effort than what you saw last night for the Iowa women. Again, losing 86-69 to the number 14-ranked Hoosiers last night. Your thoughts? Welcome on the game uh, from last night on the talk and text line 319-366-1600. Uh, by now you've uh, you know heard the, the, the stat lines and the score lines and such, but just in case you missed them, Caitlin Clark last night not her best shooting night and really was true for pretty much everybody on the Iowa team. Uh, Clark specifically 24 points, eight of 26 from the floor, just three of 16 from three and uh, five of eight from the three free throw line as well. Uh, All that aside, uh, 24 points, only four of those or uh, 20 of those, I should say came in the first half, but she was an assist away from a triple double. If that means anything in the end, Twenty-four points, ten rebounds, nine assists. Kate Martin with nineteen points and Hannah Stolka, the Hannah Stulke, excuse me, the only other player in double figures last night with ten points and six boards for the game. Iowa shooting 38%, thirty-eight percent, thirty-eight point eight percent. I guess if you round up, that's thirty-nine uh, percent overall from the floor. Seventeen point nine percent made five of twenty-eight three-point attempts last night uh, in the contest. So again. An off night in the worst possible place to have an off night—a uh, gym where, you know, again, there's there are plenty of people wearing Iowa shirts and Caitlin Clark shirts and showing, uh, you know, signs in support of Caitlin Clark specifically. But that gym was 99.9% Hoosier uh, cream and crimson, and uh, it was, well, uh, uh, it was it was a very. I don't expect anything less from Indiana. A very partisan crowd, and they were sure glad to beat you last night. What did you think of the game last night uh, in Indiana?
2: Yeah, um, pretty much the same sort of thing. It wasn't a great effort, I don't think. Um, but also, like, Indiana just did a got everyone. It wasn't just Clark was kind of having an off night. It seemed like everyone just mm-hmm. was not performing to the level that um, we're used to seeing. Um, and I think that, uh, and people pointed it out this morning, that The physicality and size some teams play with seems to be an issue for Iowa. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think to me, I don't know if that's concerning, but it is getting a little concerning that they haven't sort of figured out better ways to handle that because it's happened multiple times this year now. And now is the time when you want to have some of those things I don't want to say completely fixed, but right. not be such a glaring issue like it was against it, Indiana.
1: Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's not December anymore. You're not just starting big 10 play. This is, you know, there's three games left in your season, in your regular season. Of course you have the big 10 tournament and Iowa's going to be a, an NCAA tournament team. It just depends on seating and, and how you finish obviously. And uh, how you do in the big 10 tournament uh, likely will determine where you get seated. They're going to host. So that's not, you know, in question, but, there's, there's two things that I can take away here, right? And I, I briefly mentioned them before. Number one, there's still, quote-unquote, a lot of season left. There's still plenty more games to play before you get to the NCAA tournament. However, that is changing quickly. You've only got three regular season games left. And you need to find a way to work around some of those issues. And I think that still is a major concern. Uh, Because if you run up against a physical team here in the NCAA tournament, a team that can do what we saw Indiana do last night, a team that what Nebraska did—they did the box and one—I've heard you know that that defensive strategy uh, blurted out on the radio so much in the last twelve hours or so—but it's true. Find a way to neutralize Clark and let and and hope that no one else beats you. Hope that you know you can you can contain everybody else. Uh, on the Iowa lineup, which has been a lot easier, I feel like, this year than it was last year with the departure of uh, Sonato and, uh, and McKenna Warnock. There's still plenty of talent there, but we still, haven't, we still have these games. If you're watching the Iowa women's uh, team play, you're not seeing uh, Gabby Marshall last night, and Lisa Bluter said as much in the postgame show, uh, reading a couple quotes from her, 33 minutes, one of two. She got two shots last night. On the floor, Uh, Addison O'Grady, nine minutes, three of five, six points, Uh, Molly Davis, one of five from the floor, one of one of three from three, you need more shots, number one from those two players, especially Gabby Marshall and Molly Davis. You also need more points from them. You need them to make the shots when they're taking them. And yes, you know, Gabby made one of two, that's 50%. You know, so 50% shooting. You know, that's great, but on on two shots, it's it's not you know what exactly what you want to see. So on a night where Caitlin Clark has twenty four and ten. She's not dropping forty nine. She's not dropping whatever uh, we're used to seeing. Her scoring average is what thirty two point five still for this year. you're still searching for that person, that next player to step up. And largely it's been Kate Martin. Uh, you know, uh, we've seen Molly Davis have big games, but, on a night where Molly is not having a good game on a night where Gabby's not having a good, good game shooting or scoring the ball. Who's going to be that person. And I feel like you're, you're putting more and more instances on tape of how to beat you right down the stretch. And as you get it further and further into the NCAA tournament, you're going to run into some teams that are playing a physical brand of ball and, and, and try to do what teams have done this year. And, you know that this team certainly has the talent to make a run in the tournament. Um, you know this this team is very capable. They they have all the talent in the world to do that. But uh, this is not the time of the year to be still trying to figure these things out with three games left in the season, right?
2: Yeah, there is still time where you can kind of tweak some things there. But it's been the problem with the team for a little bit now. So you think you'd be in a healthier spot, I guess, at this point. Um, where you can't just be completely dominated by a team due to that weakness. But also, you know, Indiana deserves a ton of credit because they played, I don't want to say a perfect game, but that was they had a clear game plan, and they executed it perfectly, and it mm-hmm. worked. Uh, I mean, you saw the results, and it was a blowout and just complete control of that game. 319-366-1600.
1: 4024 with a good point. Did Does the rest... That they had the week off equal rust. Were they just simply not good because they had a whole week off? Would would playing a game earlier in the week or last weekend have have been more beneficial for them? You you can't really play the woulda coulda shoulda game, but I I you know I think it was a perfect storm going into that game. It wasn't the only thing that gave Indiana motivation, but them losing by 20 on Monday to Illinois. Did not help. I'm not saying that if they had won in Champagne, it would have been any different. You know, like like you know, Iowa would have won had Indiana won on Monday. You can't really, you know, say that one thing, uh, you know, causes another, right? But I I think that could be part of it, right? I mean, like you you stay fresh if you're practicing. They're practicing, but you stay fresh if you're prepping for a game. But a, to me it's just excuse building right if you try to point at something like well if we didn't have a week off we would have beat him or if the refs didn't make this call and whatever like I think they they didn't look prepared last night they didn't look ready to play uh, they didn't look ready to match the physicality and I I think they got punched in the mouth so to speak and couldn't ever fire that that counter punch, right?
2: Yeah. And I think they'll also recognize that this is still an issue. And, um, you know, I trust that they'll be able to work it out in the next couple of games before mm-hmm. the end of the year, especially cause you know, Bluder's a good coach. She'll be able to recognize that, you know, that was, you just got basically bodied on, on the, during the whole game. Like you just couldn't handle how they wanted to play. Um, I don't think it's going to be any like wholesale changes. Like all of a sudden they're great against that style, but, I do – there's enough smart players and there's very good players on the team where they will be able to figure out something so it's not just – you don't. It's not completely out of your control when you play the game.
1: Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred. Hawkeyes losing to Indiana last night, 86-69. Here's a little bit from Lisa Bluter in the post game last night after the loss at Assembly Hall.
4: We're not going to win many games with that. Plus, we got out rebounded by nine, and uh, that was a that was a problem in the first half. They you know they had ten uh, second chance points in the first half alone. So, uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, their their defense really riled us and the environment. The environment was really amazing. Lisa
1: Bluter talking about the game last night in Indiana. Ryan and Walford on the text line uh, saying Iowa had a lot of uncharacteristic misses at the rim last night. I think Caitlin Clark especially had some drives where normally the, ba- the ball goes through the hoop and you're so used to seeing her you know, weave her way down the lane, just that quick burst of speed as she takes it to the basket and some of those those quick bunnies just went off the uh, went off the rim and weren't able to make it through. But uh, Ryan's saying reminded a uh, little of the men's game against Michigan State, where Michigan State missed a lot of bunnies. Uh, says credit to Indiana, but I think they'll be just fine. and And I think they will too, right? i I saw a few people point this out on on uh, Twitter last night. Uh, it was one year ago around this time where Iowa went to Maryland and got absolutely waxed. And then went on a run, you know, finished out the Big Ten regular season with three wins, won the Big Ten tournament, and didn't lose again until the championship came. Not saying that's, you know, you can't, again, that was la- last year. This is this year. Not guaranteed to happen, but we've seen this team, albeit with a few different pieces, we've seen them refocus, reset, and again, make a run for it. And I think they can do that. The only thing that I think is, Out of Reach is a regular season title. Uh, You're now in third place. You're a half game back of second. uh, Indiana, one and a half back of Ohio State. You're a half game back of Indiana. So Ohio State in the driver's seat, Indiana second, Iowa is in third. Uh, I think you can at least get to second if you beat Ohio State in that regular season finale. Easier said than done. You had him on the ropes in Columbus. You let him back in the game. You ended up losing in overtime. You like to think the home court advantage will will help you there, but you, uh, you got to go out and play the game, obviously. But I think a pretty manageable stretch. Illinois is a decent team. We just saw them beat Indiana, so you can't take them lightly. Uh, Minnesota, uh, you uh, played them earlier in the year, won 94 in Carver. Going up there, you know uh, how the barn gets, especially uh, with, you know, Minnesota versus Iowa. I can already hear the who hates Iowa chance. uh, And that game is next week, Wednesday. But uh, that game uh, on the 28th and then Ohio State on March 3rd going into the Big Ten tournament. So games yet to be played. Big Ten tournament yet to come. uh, And uh, Iowa will be trying to improve their seating here uh, down the stretch. We'll get into bracketology here in just a bit. Uh, I heard you and Todd talking about it this morning. Iowa did drop, as uh, we probably expected, with uh, with the loss uh, last night to Indiana. But again, time to still make up ground uh, in that in that uh, that world. Uh, if, you, if you're following what Charlie Cram and ESPN uh, have in store for you, here's a little bit more. One more clip from last night. Uh, again, just to put a bow on uh, our discussion of the game last night. It was Caitlin Clark talking about how Indiana was able to get her off her game
4: in Bloomington last night. I think being physical, you know, face guarding me, denying the ball, threw a lot of different people at me. Yeah, but just very physical. I think that was the, that was the main thing and kind of pushed me off my spots, got me out a little deeper than I wanted to be and threw a little box and one at us. Other than that, played mostly man-to-man, but yeah, I would say just physicality and denying me the ball.
1: Caitlin Clark, last night uh, as uh, Iowa falls to Indiana, they'll play in, uh, Illinois, excuse me, almost said Indiana. They're not playing Indiana two games in a row. They're playing Illinois Sunday at noon on Fox Sports 1 uh, from Carver Hawkeye Arena. 319-366-1600, 427. Uh, let's send it over to Isaac here for a local update. Come back and preview what's uh, in the uh, next segment here in just a bit as, as well on 1600 ESPN. <laughs>
2: With your local sports update on 1600 ESPN, I'm Isaac Elzinga. The Iowa women's basketball team lost to Indiana 69-86 last night in Bloomington. The Iowa women fall to 23-4 overall and 12-3 in the Big Ten. They will be back in action on Sunday against Illinois inside Carver-Hawkeye Arena. The Iowa men's basketball team has an away game against Illinois tomorrow. That game will tip off around 1:15. The Iowa baseball team has a game against Auburn today. That game will start at 5. The Iowa, Iowa men's wrestling team closes out its dual season against Oklahoma State on Sunday in Stillwater. That will start at 2. The Iowa State wrestling team also closes out its dual season on Sunday with a duel against Missouri in Hilton. That will also start at 2. Iowa State men's basketball head coach T.J. Otzelberger has been named to the 2024 Naismith Men College Coach of the Year late season watch list. Otzelberger is one of 15 coaches across the country named to the list. The Iowa State men's and women's basketball teams will be in action this weekend. The men play West Virginia tomorrow at 1 and the women play at 6. You can listen to both games right here on 1600 ESPN. That's your local sports update. I'm Isaac Elzinga for 1600 ESPN.
1: Thanks, Isaac, with that Iowa baseball game, if you were expecting it to start on time, uh, might not. Uh, the Iowa baseball uh, Twitter account saying the prior game, Wichita State-Virginia, currently in the sixth inning, and that the Iowa game will start around 45 minutes after that gets done. So it supposed to be a 5 p.m. start. We'll be likely later than that, a 5 p.m. Central time start. Of course, we'll try to keep you up to date. If the game is being played during the show, we'll uh, keep you posted. 319 366 1600 is the talk and text line. More college hoops talk here in just a bit. We'll uh, hear a little bit from Fran McCaffrey, his thoughts on the matchup with Illinois. Also, TJ Otzelberger talking to the media about tomorrow's game against West Virginia. Cyclones looking to stay unbeaten at home. Get some thoughts from Otz on that in just a bit as well. Spencer Out Sports continues after this here on 1600 ESPN.
0: Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN.
4: I'm case in first with a check for your forecast. We'll continue to see overcast skies early on tonight. However, we will see some clearing by early Saturday morning. Overnight lows will fall back into the upper teens and lower 20s. Sunny skies to start off the weekend on Saturday. Overall temperatures will be a bit cooler with afternoon highs into the middle 40s. We'll be mostly clear Saturday night. Temperatures falling back into the lower 30s. But we do start to see that warming trend by Sunday as highs will be into the upper 50s. And that was a check for your Iowa's News Now. Weather first
3: Two of rock's finest. Primus. Coheed and Cambria. Together in one night. Saturday, July 27th, McGrath Amphitheater. Special guest, Too Many Zoos. On sale now at CREventsLive.com. Primus. Coheed and Cambria. Live.
1: Bye, ESPN Bet is now live in Iowa as the official sportsbook of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. You can find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
5: Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at EmilsHideaway.com. Emil's Hideaway, a great place to meet up with
4: friends. Hey, Iowa. It's George Kittle, tight end for the San Francisco 49ers and proud former Hawkeye. Life can throw unexpected hits, much like catching a pass over the middle. If you're facing struggles with drug or alcohol use or even mental health challenges, take a time out and call Your Life Iowa. Just like my teammates are there for me, the Your Life Iowa team is there for you. Get 24-7 free resources or find treatment options at yourlifeiowa.org. A
2: message from Iowa HHS.
3: If you're like most people, you've had your fair share of financial questions. Questions like, can I afford my son's travel hockey team? What if my daughter doesn't get that soccer scholarship? Will I be able to enjoy golf in retirement? At Empower, we know these questions can be stressful. We're here to help answer your what ifs and empower what's next. Join 18 million Americans and take control of your financial future. Start today at Empower.com.
0: Call or text Eastern Iowa's home for sports at 319-366-1600. You're listening to Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN.
1: Spring training baseball going on right now. Cubs up on the White Sox 8-1 in the spring training opener for both. We'll tell you more about that game and run through the scoreboard coming up in the second hour of the show. About one hour from now, we'll bring you today's edition of Full Count our uh, daily baseball segment here on 1600 ESPN. You're with Spencer on sports from the Eakin Nutrition Studios here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Eakin is now open in Coralville. Thanks for hanging out here. Spencer and Isaac with you uh, up until 6. Got a bevy of sports for you this weekend. Plenty of basketball action, uh, including an Iowa State doubleheader tomorrow. Check out the full sports broadcast schedule, of course, at KGYMRadio.com. 319-366-1600 is the talk and text line. Spent some time talking about the loss for the Iowa women last night to open up the program. Uh, losing to Indiana last night, 86-69. to uh, Bracketology-wise, uh, when it comes uh, down to it, uh, the Iowa women, uh, they fell down to a number two seed in Charlie Krem's latest uh, bracketology uh still hosting uh, no no issues there uh and I don't think even if Iowa were to you know hit a slide here don't think they will but I think they'd still at worst at worst be a low end 2 probably uh, they have to win out I think to be a 1 seed but right now on the 2 line according to the bracketology experts out there still way too early to determine exactly where they'll be but i think in that range is pretty safe to say Uh, charlie krem has iowa as a two hosting albany uh, and then florida state and middle tennessee state as the other two teams in that pod Uh, interesting to note he has all three teams from the state of iowa that he has in the tournament on one side of the bracket in the same bracket not only the same side but in the same bracket the portland two bracket Charlie Krem has Iowa as the two Iowa state as the 11 playing Creighton in Boulder, Colorado. And then Drake, uh, he has them winning the Missouri Valley women's title, uh, getting the automatic bid. He has them as a 12 playing Notre Dame in Spokane. So all I uh, no, no respect for the Iowa teams. You could, could you potentially see, uh, yeah, you could, you'd have to get yeah, you you could see Iowa Iowa State what, elite 8 or no sweet 16. Sweet 16. And then you ha- you could see an Iowa Drake elite 8. If if all all the car if all the wacky upsets happened, if you're just throwing a dart at a dartboard to fill out your women's bracket this year, uh you could see that happen. There might be some people in this if that if that exact scenario were to play out, I'm sure there would be some who have the not necessarily the round robin because you and I is not in there, but there might be some people who try to go with that.
2: Todd said he would not be looking forward to that. Really? Or he said he would like it because it would be content, but the, the rivalry the, would, the reach, it, round would reach boy. an all time toxic level.
1: Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Just, I mean the social media era, I feel like, and again, I've, i followed big 10 sports all my life, uh, you know, including the Hawkeyes before working here, but this is i've been here what two and a half years right not you know i'm going on 3 this summer in my two i've had two seasons of the two and a half seasons of the Cyhawk rivalry under my under my belt and i feel like social media has brought out the worst in it with like you know the trolls and memes and, and some of it's great certainly but at the same time it's you know that's still there's plenty of plenty of vitriol to go around and you're your, on your social media profile uh it is what it is but that is what charlie krem says at least for the latest women's bracketology uh we'll uh, keep monitoring that of course here uh, from 1600 espn i think a similar scenario on the men's side tomorrow the iowa men heading into i'd say a hornet's nest tomorrow wouldn't you agree heading to illinois an illinois team that blew a uh, not only a 14-point lead, but a 10-point lead in the final two and a half minutes and lost at Penn State. Uh, they're going to be focused. They're going to be going out and getting some revenge for that loss to Penn State. At least their goal will be uh, to get some revenge for their loss on uh, earlier this week to Penn State, and unfortunately, Iowa's the next team up. I think Iowa's going to – I was playing you know, good ball uh, over the last few weeks, especially the last week to seven – or uh, – a week to 7 days that makes no sense. The last 4 to 7 days, 5 to 7 days, of course they beat Wisconsin in overtime, uh one at Michigan State. Uh so a couple of Quad 1 wins there. They picked up another when Minnesota moved into the uh, moved into Quad 1, so they've got three Quad 1 wins uh, essentially in less than a week. Going into Illinois is tough. Uh still looking for a win there, something they haven't done in quite a while. Uh they beaten Illinois recently, of course, in last year's game, but uh, last win in the State Farm Center specifically came in January of 2018. So it's been a little while since you've ha- had success in Champaign. I just think I was going to give them a shot. Um, I think they'll definitely be in the game. but But I think ultimately Illinois is going to come out on top tomorrow just because kind of that same motivational factor, right, that Indiana had going home after a tough road loss. Let's regroup and show that that was just a blip on our radar and i think illinois has that same kind of same kind of attitude going into tomorrow's game
2: yeah i also think they won't be looking past iowa not only cuz they lost their last game but because iowa does have back to back wins against good yeah. teams i yep. think i don't know i want to say other teams w- would take them lightly earlier in the year or anything like that but certainly having back to back wins uh that iowa has had certainly grab some attention or at least makes would make a team say oh maybe that's going to be a more difficult game than we were anticipating so i think illinois will be ready not only because the loss but because of how Iowa is playing
1: yeah i think you're right there too uh you know if this was if this game was two three weeks ago might be a little bit easier to ah oh, well it's just iowa kind of play that game and you never want to play that game in college hoops right but Iowa was not playing good basketball. They are alternating wins and losses, and now they've found ways to win back-to-back games against against good teams. And Illinois, uh, still plenty to play for, too, uh, as good as Purdue has been. Illinois is still right there. Uh, they're kind of in a grouping, hoping to secure a double bye in the Big Ten tournament coming up. Uh, they're still two and a half games back of Purdue, and Illinois has got some important games left against both Wisconsin and Purdue. So, uh, really a chance to keep pace, if you can, with the Boilermakers. They looked awfully good last night uh, in the little that I saw of their game against Rutgers. But chance to keep pace with them, chance to hold off Wisconsin. Um, you don't necessarily want these next two games, if you're Illinois, against Iowa and Minnesota to be quote-unquote trap games, catch you looking ahead to uh, what's yet to come. So I think that's all the more reason to not overlook Iowa and, uh, and try to play your best game uh, tomorrow in Champaign on your home floor. Here's Fran McCaffrey uh, had a media zoom earlier today talking about this year's Illinois team and what he sees from the fighting.
6: It was a
7: very veteran oriented group. Uh, They uh, are extremely athletic. They have multiple scores. And You know, I think they're, not only one of the best teams in our league, but one of the best teams in the country.
1: And a little bit more from Fran, uh, kind of on the scheduling quirk, Iowa's got Illinois twice uh, in their final few games of the regular season. Not necessarily an ideal setup. You'd like it have a little bit more separation, but still, uh, there's not much you can do about it. The Big Ten gives you the schedule, and it's your job to go out and play the games that are in front of you. Whatever
7: the schedule presents, you you play the teams when they're there. I don't, there's no advantage. I don't think there's any disadvantage. Some teams you play once. Some teams you only play at home or on the road. Some teams you play twice. It is kind of strange that you play them twice at the end of the year. But, uh, you know, it, it's kind of consistent across the board. You just kind of play the teams
1: that are there. Iowa and Illinois tomorrow, 1.50. Actually, I correct myself, 1.17 p.m. According to the official game notes, ESPN.com all the networks tell you 115 as long as you're tuned in 115 116 117 in 30 seconds you'll probably uh, end up seeing the tip off of the game but the Illini 19 and 7 overall 10 and 5 in the Big Ten Iowa sitting at 16 and 11 and 8 and 8 in the Big Ten Uh, for those curious about kind of just where Iowa sits and we've talked about this all week uh, even since the Michigan State win uh, in the early half of the week. Still work to be done. Uh, A win tomorrow obviously goes a long way to solidify or or push yourself up, I guess, further into the conversation. Uh, Joe Lenardi earlier today put this out on his Twitter account, uh, Bracket Math, uh, and he, the long and short of it is, in his estimation, all told, there are 62 of 68 slots presently accounted for through last night's game. So that's... 26 teams in play for the final six spots and then he formulates his you know first four in uh, first four out next four out and iowa still when you take the 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 first four out the next four out iowa's still below even that next four out grouping Uh, the next four out grouping does include drake so drake in a little bit better position to potentially get and at large, obviously, they're still gunning for a Missouri Valley Conference championship. Uh, them and Indiana State here with Arch Madness coming up, but uh, Iowa with work to be done, to say the very least. That's not a surprise to anybody, but uh, they are still well on the outside looking in. But again, your your opportunity here to force uh, force them to take a take an even closer look at you and get you know into. Really, the full kind of radar screen, if you will, uh, with uh, with those games uh, here down the stretch. 319 366 1600. That's the tail of the tape for Iowa. As for Iowa State, uh, solidly in the NCAA tournament. Uh, tra- Charlie cream. He's the, he's the women's guy. Joe Lenardi has, uh, has them as a number three seed playing in Omaha. So it would be an easy trip for cyclone fans. If that were indeed the case, Uh, but really tomorrow, I think it's all about taking care of business. You look at the big 12 standings. uh, You don't want to take anybody lightly, obviously in the big 12, especially with how good that conference is, but your Iowa state, you're a game out of first place. You're 15 and 0 at home this season. Going up against the team that is in last place right now, at least tied for last. Uh, 0-6 on the road for West Virginia, 9-17 overall. And for Iowa State, go in, do your thing, own your home floor like you've done uh, all this season, and uh, I think you're you're going to be fine if you're Iowa State. Here's TJ Otzelberger talking about West Virginia Says, you know, even though you look at the records, it might not match up. It might point to one side being favored over the other and certainly does uh, for tomorrow's game. He knows that even the worst teams, quote-unquote worst teams in the league, can be uh, can be uh, spoilers, if you will.
7: West Virginia beat us twice last year. Um, they beat us twice. They beat us in Hilton. So um, that sticks with you. I mean, it was at a point last year later in the season, uh around this time of the year and they came in and beat us so um I remember that and I know that you know you've got to be at your best every single night in this league
1: and here's uh Otzelberger talking about being unbeaten at home again 15 and 0 as we speak looking for win number 16 on the home floor
7: we take a lot of pride in every game we play at Hilton so it's one game at a time so I'm again I'm not going to get ahead of anything other than let's have a great game on Saturday. We've been successful because we've had great crowds. Our guys have played with tremendous energy. We've had good starts, good starts of the second half. All those things are going to need to be important on Saturday.
1: Cyclones and West Virginia, as you heard him say on Saturday. That's tomorrow. Game time is at 1. Got it for you starting at noon with the pregame. John Walters and Eric Heft from the Cyclones Sports Network here on 1600 ESPN. Have uh, that game for you uh, on the airwaves tomorrow, and John will join me on Monday to talk about that and the loss at Houston. Uh, On Monday, uh, this past Monday, I should say, John will join me Monday at 430, uh, as he usually does here on 1600 ESPN. 319-366-1600, that's the Iowa State men, the Iowa State women also at action tomorrow taking on BYU. We've got that game too, uh, 6 o'clock with the tip-off 530 pregame here on 1600 ESPN. So Iowa State doubleheader uh, here tomorrow, got some Big Ten hoops action for you on sunday plenty of uh, basketball to enjoy and if you're a missouri valley fan didn't uh, forget about you drake playing at northern iowa on the men's side and then you and i traveling to drake on the women's side both games on espn plus the men's game saturday night the women's game on sunday afternoon should be should be uh, an enjoyable time to watch some missouri valley hoops uh, here this weekend 319-366-1600-447 we've got uh, today's edition of say what coming up in a couple minutes here on 1600 espn don't forget uh, coming up in the five o'clock hour i'll give you today's uh winning sports word of the day in our five thousand dollar man cave giveaway one final chance today you'll have chances on monday and tuesday and then the contest is over uh, so listen in for that winning sports word coming up around 530. And uh, you can enter it at KGYMRadio.com when you hear it. 448 more coming up after this here on 1600 ESPN. Can you
8: feel it? It's wedding band season. Hey, we are Joseph and Clayton Hoyt. And we're stoked to let you know about our 12th annual wedding band show and sale. The sale is two days only, March 2nd and 3rd. So put it on your calendar and set a reminder. It's the biggest wedding band show in the Cedar Rapids area. Newly engaged? Perfect timing. Married for a while? It's a great time to update those rings. We'll be showcasing our top designers, including Crown Ring, Carlex, and Blue royale Save 15% off precious metal rings, 10% off alternative rings. Enter to win a honeymoon, and enter to win $500 off your purchase. You will also receive a free alternative metal sports band by Torque with your precious metal purchase. Check out our website or call us to schedule your time. We'll also have excellent financing options. Don't miss the biggest wedding band show in the Cedar Rapids area. Only at Key Hoyt Jewelers in Cedar Rapids, corner of Collins and First Ave, where Cedar Rapids gets engaged and their wedding bands. Call to set up your appointment today.
0: They say love is a universal language. Well, that's definitely true if you're talking about bacon. I mean, who doesn't love bacon? Forget the chocolates. Get the gift of bacon. It's everyone's love language. And you're going to love it that our bacon's on sale right now. With Quick Hot Savings, we're taking bacon down to $249 a 12-ounce pack. Limit two, savings on bacon? Whoa, that's two love languages at once. We're multilingual like that. Quickstar, we're saving your bacon.
9: Jackie Robinson may have broken the color barrier, but he wasn't the first black baseball star. The players who came before him, including my grandpa, Norman Turkey Stearns, competed in a segregated league. They were denied their rightful place in history. We're going to uncover the stories of the Negro Leagues and the baseball greats you've never heard of. Reclaimed, The Forgotten League. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at checkethos.com. That's checkethos.com.
10: This is Chris Carlin from Carlin vs. Joe on ESPN Radio. Thanks for checking out Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN.
1: Chris Carlin from Carlin versus Joe here on 1600 ESPN. You can uh, hear him and Joe Fortenbaugh every weekday from 11 till 2 here on 1600 ESPN. I've been following uh, the latest uh, from the NCAA. Uh, what many people are continuing to say is, Another brick in the NCAA's casket, if you will, and then bricks and caskets, but it's just kind of the the analogy that came into my head. But another another you know kind of brick crumbles off the wall that is the NCAA. The federal judge making it at least temporarily illegal for the NCAA to enforce NIL rules in this lawsuit that uh, Virginia and Tennessee brought against them. Uh, it's a, it's a big, complicated case, but, uh, the NCAA, this injunction was granted uh, in this lawsuit, the state of Tennessee and Virginia versus the NCAA. Uh, and, uh, basically at least for now, NIL rules when it comes to how you can, uh, talk to or who you can talk to and how you can talk to them. And, uh, when it comes to bringing in recruits is, uh, at least temporarily on hold, uh, with this, uh, this was a quote from Tom Mars. Uh, he is, uh, a, a legal expert noted attorney telling ESPN's Pete Thamel, uh, he predicts the NCAA is poised to lose all of its upcoming antitrust cases and will need congressional intervention. He says, quote, short of intervention by Congress, the demise of the NCAA now seems inevitable based on nothing but a financial analysis. It appears the NCAA poised to lose all of its upcoming antitrust cases, the cumulative effect of which could make the NCAA financially insolvent. Basically saying this injunction is likely going to lead to them losing this case and losing this, the next case and the case after that and the case after that. So the NCAA may not be long for this world, which I think we all kind of predicted with just how slow they've been to act with literally everything when it comes to NIL and the portal and just gesture broadly, and you can name something in college athletics right now, and the NCAA has failed to – probably failed to do something about it Yeah, in, think, in a timely manner.
2: I don't think they'll be missed, or at least they'll be missed as they're presently constructed, unless maybe the NCAA will finally recognize it and say, hey, we're about to, like, die Maybe we should put some competent people <laughs> and then have some like good ideas thrown around. They probably won't do that, but you'd think now they sort of, this would be like a wake up call for them saying, like, hey, get your stuff together.
1: You'd think so, but we're talking about the NCAA. It's the NCAA. Yeah. <laughs> we we're talking about the NCAA. 319 366 1600. Let's do today's edition of Say What?
11: What are you talking about? Oh. Sorry, what'd you say again? What? Wait. Oh, man, I can't believe
1: I'm hearing this. What the heck, dude? Say what now? New daily feature of the program, examining some of the strange things that are said around the sports world. We've heard uh, a college coach use some profane language. We heard uh, Brent Suter's impressions yesterday. And now we go to the ice. Last night's Blues versus Islanders game. Referee Garrett Rank, you know the officials, they're required in some sports to announce what the call is. Garrett Rank had a rather uh, interesting way, I should say, of telling people in the stands about the decision that was made after video review.
5: Yeah, and he's 6'6", so if he hits it with his stick above his head... You're not going to like it, but the call
1: on the ice was correct. No goal.
5: No, oh, that's some good... Uh description there from <laughs> Garrett Rank.
1: You're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was no goal. That audio courtesy of uh, of uh, Bally Sports. I love it. I love the honesty. I wish more officials would, would do that instead of just like uh, we have a technical foul on number 34 and two shots will be awarded. To... Yeah, he, he punched him. That's a technical foul. He's ejected. Something like that. I know you're not going to like this call, but it's the right call. I'm cool that your mic's not on. I'm oh, sorry.
2: He's uh, bracing the crowd for maybe, maybe <laughs> for he disappointment. Thinks, right? Yeah, maybe he thinks it'll be, they'll be a little bit easier on him. The booze won't be as strong if he says, "Hey, this is bad news" beforehand, so they're not so shocked.
1: There was still plenty of booze. Yeah, it didn't seem that, to it didn't seem to work in that uh, in that clip there. But uh, yes, uh, Jared Rank, courtesy of Bally Sports, uh, Blues ended up winning the game, so it didn't. Didn't mean anything. Blues won 4-0 over the Islanders last night. But that goal overturned could have been 5-0 if he had just kept the kept it the same way. Come on, man. 319-366-1600. That is today's edition of Say What here on 1600 ESPN. Do that every weekday around 4.50 here on the program. Uh, let's do this before we get to break. Uh, we'll give you a chance to win our final pair of tickets to see Primus and Coheed and Cambria coming to the McGrath Amphitheater in Cedar Rapids uh, this summer, July 27th to be exact, playing the game called Prime Numbers. They'll give you clues about uh, a specific athlete, including their jersey number. The first person to call Isaac at 319-366-1600 and get it correct, we'll get our final pair of tickets to check out two great rock bands in Cedar Rapids. Your clues for today, this round of Prime Numbers This Baseball Hall of Famer wore the number 31. He was a four-time Cy Young winner and eight-time All-Star. He's nicknamed the Professor. Started his career with the Cubs and spent time with the Braves, Dodgers, and Padres. He won a World Series with those Braves in the 90s. Who am I talking about? Give Isaac a call, 319-366-1600. If you uh, get it right, first person to do it will be the final winner of our tickets to see Primus and coheating Cambria in Cedar Rapids this summer. Good luck from us here at 1600 ESPN. 457, we will take a quick timeout, get you set for hour number two, drive time driven by Linder Tire and lindertire.com. Get to some NFL discussion to start up the hour. Got baseball talk and more coming up in the final hour of the show for a Friday. So I hope you stick with me for hour number two. That's next here on Eastern Iowa's Home for Sports, 1600 ESPN.
3: It's a Friday night. Let's go to the hardwood. Chris Mack here to help you beat the books with BetQL. The Warriors coming off a big win over the Lakers to start the second half of the season on a back-to-back hosting the Hornets tonight. The Dubs 8-3 and three and hitting the over on no day's rest. BetQL model has the over of 228.5 as a five-star best bet. I'm Chris Mack. Bet smarter. Beat the books. Download the BetQL and BetMGM apps today. If you're like most people, you've had your fair share of financial questions. Questions
10: like, can I afford my son's travel hockey team? What if my daughter doesn't get that soccer scholarship? Will I be able to enjoy golf in retirement? At Empower, we know these questions can be stressful. We're here to help answer your what ifs and Empower, what's next? Join 18 million Americans and take control of your financial future. Start today at Empower.com. Sponsored by Empower Personal Wealth. A toast to our new college grad who fills us with so much joy.
9: Almost as much as when we're in our RV. Oh, the world is your oyster, kiddo. And ours, too. Now that we're covered with Progressive, Dad and I can hop in our RV anytime we want. Might even splurge on a retractable awning. Oh, look out. (laughs) Sorry, what was I talking about?
3: Protect your loved one with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Get to the live events you love with the assist from Vivid Seats. Whether it's the upcoming baseball season, basketball, or hockey, experience it live with a 100% buyer guarantee. And with great deals on great seats, being there is all that matters. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can earn with every ticket purchase, including surprise seat upgrades, birthday discounts, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN.
1: 1600 ESPN is KGYM Cedar Rapids. Broadcasting from the Eakin Nutrition Studios. Eakin Nutrition, located next to Extreme Arena in Coralville. This
0: is
3: SportsCenter.
5: I'm Doug Brown. NFL teams were planning on a salary cap for this year of about 240 to $245 million. Instead, it'll be $255 million, almost a 14% increase over last year, thanks to growing media revenue for the league. The Dolphins will cut cornerback Xavier Howard, their longest tenured player. Already today, Miami has cut veteran defensive end Emmanuel Ogba. The Steelers cut starting center Mason Cole. To the NBA, the Celtics now have a seven-game lead on top of the Eastern Conference. Who could challenge them in the playoffs? ESPN's Tim Legler. Julius Randle comes
7: back and makes it back and looks like Julius Randle the way he plays in here.
4: I'm going with the Knicks. The depth that they have, how, much, how hard they compete, they wear you out because they are just not going to give you space.
5: Tim Legler on Get Up. LeBron James should be back on the floor for tonight's Lakers game at home against the Spurs. James missed last night's loss to the Warriors with a left ankle injury.
3: ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Commercial Insurance. It flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com.
10: I'm Dar Danielson. A report by the Center for Healthcare Quality and Payment Reform finds 61% of Iowa rural hospitals no longer deliver babies. The CEO of that nonprofit, Harold Miller, says insurance companies and Medicaid need to reimburse hospitals more for the cost of births.
5: Rather than simply paying for each birth, they need to be paying the hospital to be able to support the availability of the appropriate staff.
10: The report also found that of the 36 rural hospitals still providing in birthing care, 58% reported losing money. The Iowa Supreme Court says state lawmakers have have immunity when it comes to releasing information on their discussions surrounding changes to the state voting law. The League of Latin American Citizens of Iowa had served subpoenas on several legislators seeking copies of their communications. The governor's proclaimed today as a day of kindness in Iowa and you're encouraged to do something nice. West Des Moines Chamber Vice President Kara Matheson says they're holding a Socks of Love campaign where they collect new socks.
6: We are going to pass them along to West Des Moines Human Services.
10: They collected nearly 900 pairs last year. Radio Iowa, I'm Darn Danielson.
3: Are you having a hard time finding ag podcasts? We can help. The podcast directory at agraamerica.com allows you to search by category and topic so it's quick and easy to find what you're looking for. Ag Chicks, Farm for Profit, Heart of Rural America, The Shark Farmer Podcast, Real Ag Radio, and more are featured on America. Our extensive directory has something for everyone. Discover a new ag podcast today by visiting agraamerica.com That's agraamerica.com.
9: Mentoring matters. By becoming a mentor today and taking the time to show up for Iowa's young people, you're investing in a more connected tomorrow. As a mentor, you'll create relationships that lead to stronger communities and make an impact in more ways than you can imagine. Mentoring creates deeper relationships that the next generation will use to inspire a brighter tomorrow. Make a difference and become a mentor at iowamentoring.org. That's iowamentoring.org. A message from Iowa Mentor and Iowa HHS
3: into this crowd, and that will do
8: it. Iowa State
3: dominates. Gratitude, enthusiasm, toughness, unity, integrity. Well, monster duck with the right hand. All of the traits that make up the Iowa State Cyclones. Listen to every game this season. It's a Cyclone basketball doubleheader as the men host West Virginia
1: and the women welcome BYU to Hilton Coliseum here at tomorrow at noon on 1600 ESPN
0: hands at ten and two eyes on the road and ears on the radio you're listening to spencer on sports on 1600 espn
1: 504 thanks for hanging out here on 1600 espn it is spencer on sports live from the eakin nutrition studios on the southwest side of cedar rapids you're in tune with eastern Iowa's was home for sports 1600 espn with you till six tonight Wrapping up your work week and heading you into a busy sports weekend. Talk a little college hoops to start the program. Uh, if you missed uh, anything we talked about, you can always check out the podcast at KGYMRadio.com. A little bit of NFL discussion here momentarily. We'll get to some baseball. Take a look at uh, the spring training scoreboard from today, including the Cubs and White Sox opening up spring training play down in Arizona. Have uh, some of that for you coming up after 5.30 on our full count segment and the menu on the way this hour, too. Taking a look at uh, what's on your sports viewing calendar tonight and into the weekend. All that in one nice, neat little package here on 1600 ESPN. 5.05, so let's uh, start off the hour with this. The sports world was just as busy as you were today. Here's what you missed while you were at
9: work. Have you heard the news? On
0: 1600 ESPN.
1: Starting up uh, the segment today, a little college basketball news. Isaac had this on his local update in the first hour, but in case you missed it, T.J. Otzelberger, named to the Naismith Men's College Coach of the Year late season watch list. Otz is one of 15 coaches across the country named to that list, including three from the Big 12. Of course, uh, the Cyclones uh, top 10 ranking for the second time. Cyclones at 20 and 6 overall. Currently number 6 in the nation, might fall back a little bit in Monday's poll with F after that loss to Houston earlier in the week, but still been a great season so far for Iowa State and Otzelberger getting some recognition with the Naismith Men's College Coach of the Year uh, watch list. Uh, list of ten semifinalists going to be announced uh, coming up in March. Uh, the four finalists will be coming up March 25th with the winner announced at the Final Four. Some other basketball news, uh, due in large part of course to Caitlin Clark, but. The immense popularity of women's basketball, the Big Ten women's basketball tournament has sold out for the first time, which is pretty incredible. All seven sessions of the tournament at the Target Center in Minneapolis uh, have sold out. Capacity is 20,000 people there and more than 109,000 fans are expected to attend, according to the Big Ten. Uh, Of course, Iowa will be uh, front and center there, currently the number three seed after last night's loss to Indiana, but still uh, time to uh, make up some ground. But uh, capacity crowd there in Minneapolis for the Big Ten Women's Tournament. And uh, brought you this news yesterday, but it was made official by the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, today. Mitch Keller, Cedar Rapids native, officially signed to a five-year extension. Pirates making the announcement official earlier today. A uh, five-year deal through the 2028 season. I hope this audio works because this is Mitch Keller from the Pirates Twitter account. They had a formal press conference and everything down uh, at spring training. If it doesn't, I have a backup audio piece, but I'm hoping uh, this audio piece works. And Mitch Keller, earlier today uh, with uh, the announcement, he is staying in Pittsburgh with that five-year extension.
11: Uh, well, first and foremost, thank you, everyone that's here um I just look around and see everybody's faces here and literally every single one of you have supported me along the way um, poured into me some point down the road um, whether good, bad, indifferent or whatever it may be each and every single one of you has had an impact on my life Um, baseball or you know like you're saying being the human being um, you've all had an impact on me um, especially parents, uh, my wife Clancy, my brother yeah so first thank you for coming out and supporting me and um, and my family i also want to say thanks to ben uh travis and bob Uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here um, and to be here for the years to come Um, like you said i couldn't be more excited to be here with the pirates
1: A little bit from Mitch Keller there. Uh, sorry for the little awkwardness there, playing it directly off of social media, not something I'm used to doing. Used to upload it uh, audio-wise in a, in a different way, but uh, heard, heard a little bit there from the Cedar Rapids native, uh, courtesy of the Pittsburgh Pirates. There you go. That's what you missed while you were at work here on 1600 ESPN.
0: This is Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN.
1: All right, 319-366-1600, back with you from the Eakin Nutrition Studios on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Plenty to discuss in the final hour of the program here today. Get to some wrestling talk as well. I'm sure Isaac is going to be having his eye. You're not heading down to Stillwater, obviously, for the match this weekend, but you'll have your eyes on... Iowa and Oklahoma state got uh, Iowa state, Missouri as well. We'll work in a little uh, wrestling discussion here, probably in the next 15, 20 minutes or so, but I wanted to get to a little football talk. Uh, we've uh, been talking about the bears quite a bit uh, this week. We had the, the discussion earlier about uh, Justin Fields and his comments about why he unfollowed the bears on social media and his thoughts about the whole situation. And uh, you, you can't blame him for kind of just wanting to know what, uh, you know, where he stands and worth, which way this is going to go. Right. And uh, been listening to Greeny on my way into work last few days. And he pointed out and several other ESPN hosts have pointed out uh, that the combine is around that time where you, you start to see some, some trades happen. Could we see a move happen within the next week? The combine of course starts up Monday uh, in Indianapolis that's kind of where you get the wheels in motion of, okay, we're, we're, we're eyes on, we're locked in on the new, the new year ahead uh, and and the draft ahead. And I don't know if you'd agree with that sentiment, Isaac, that we're probably going to see some movement here pretty soon, whether that's Justin Fields being sent to uh, another locale or movement with draft picks or whatever. But I get the feeling we're close to uh, a resolution with it. Uh, Again, in my opinion, it's probably, going to be trade field somewhere else and pick Caleb Williams. Not necessarily the move I'd make, but I'm not in the Bears front office. I'm the radio guy in Cedar Rapids sending my opinion through the airwaves, but I get the feeling I'll I'll, I'll echo what Greeny said. I heard him earlier today saying, yeah, this is probably around the time where we're probably going to see some movement. Don't you think?
2: Yeah. I'd expect some, some, uh, some movement from teams who maybe are, having some like last second evals um, aren't quite sold on what they're seeing. Maybe they want to move out of the first round altogether. Maybe they want to get a specific player. I don't know, but usually now you're going to figure out who's going to sort of re-sign contracts, go back to teams, who's going to be available in free agency, who's going to be um, open to like changing teams in free agency. Because sometimes they're like free agents, but they're just going to go back to their team, re-sign for some weird contract, Stuff I don't know I can't explain it agents mm-hmm. worry about that stuff, um, so yeah I'd expect it's just the NFL is sort of figuring out what the off is going to look like and so you want to make your move pretty early on and get it over with so you have a chance to sort of prep the whole team and have everyone be aware and stuff like that.
1: Well, if you're hoping if you're a Bears fan you were hoping to hear Shane Waldron your new offensive coordinator give specifics or kind of tip the hand of what the uh, the the front office was thinking what the team is thinking. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. He didn't say any of that yesterday. Uh, what he did say is this. He says the bears are in a unique spot at the quarterback position. And you'll hear him kind of reference Justin Fields, but not reference him by name. Uh, and uh, I, look, he he's kind of limited in what he could say. Cause he, he didn't want to, you know, it's like, well, yes, we're trading him or no, we're keeping him or whatever. But I thought his response was essentially what you'd expect from a guy Standing up in front of the media for the first time as the offensive coordinator of this you team. You know,
12: when you look at it from from either lens right now, you know, obviously it's a unique spot in the draft to have the the first overall pick, the ninth overall pick, just from an organization in general. You know, it's not going to happen too often, uh, and again, every year is so individually based. You know, this is that that year, and then also a core uh, a group of players that are already in place on offense, including the quarterback that played at a high level and have had to sp- have displayed you know uh, the ability to win football games and, and and make plays. So I think the, the combination of those two things were really intriguing. And then, you know, you know, even furthermore than that, was just the, even from that initial interview, just the the uh, connection and interaction between Coach Eberflus and, and Ryan Poles and, and seeing a connected organization when you walk in the building and you feel it and you start to get really excited about uh, the direction that this thing's going.
1: Including the quarterback who played at a high level. Who was that quarterback, Shane? What was his name? Are you, can you just not say his name? His name was Justin Fields. I guess if you really want to dive, you know, dig through and read the tea leaves, that kind of says to me that maybe they're moving on. They've made their decision. Uh, You know, if they were keeping fields, you know, I'm excited to work with Justin, you know, blah, 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 this kind of stuff that, you know, really kind of confirm vocally verbally that he is the guy just saying, the quarterback and listing the quarterback and all these other things as to reasons why you were interested in being a part of the Chicago bears and and taking this job. It kind of says to me, like we're, we're moving on from him. Uh, He didn't list any specifics either. Shane Waldron didn't about Caleb Williams. He was asked about his impression of Caleb Williams. He kind of mentions him and You know, says some good things about him, but doesn't say anything specific. Like, I watched him at this place and did this. This was uh, his comment yesterday about Caleb Williams and really all top quarterbacks from
12: afar you know mainly my my impression of a lot of these quarterbacks all the college quarterbacks was you know what an unbelievable college season we just came you know off of with these guys making some of these dynamic plays down the stretch you know whether it was leading into the the championship games or or the the bowl games leading up to that the regular season obviously for me being out on the west coast get a little bit of uh, more exposure to the Pac-12. Uh, I guess the, yes, Pac-12 still last year, you know, as that thing <laughs> evolves every uh, every day in my mind. Uh, but so, you know, just in, in terms of that, it's been more of you know, generalities. seeing all these guys perform at a high level under the national spotlight, especially there's, a you know, multiple quarterbacks that have already performed on the highest stage, you know, in big games. And obviously he's one of them and, and I'm excited to really, you know, when we start this afternoon with some of our draft process, then the combine kicks off, you know, to me, that's the chance to really dive into this and, and get going.
1: Obviously he's one of them. Uh, I've seen many good quarterbacks play in prime time. I've seen the pack 12 play basically doing all he can to just not mention Caleb Williams. And again, I, I I don't blame him for kind of generalizing his comments because he's obviously limited in what he could say. It's, he's all, he's also, you know, kind of brand new to the job and brand new to Chicago. Uh and so if you're expecting him to go deep dive into their off-season plan and quarterback specifics then uh, I think you're expecting a little too much, but overall, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the Bears do you know, not just with the quarterback, but as the team as a whole, we had the news. You heard SportsCenter talk about the salary sc- salary cap at skyrockets uh, now 255.4 million dollars for 2024. That's up 30.6 million from last year. And the Bears, when it comes to salary cap space, they've got the third most salary cap space in the NFL behind Washington and New England. So a really important offseason for Chicago here. You're going to likely draft who you hope is your quarterback in the future. And again, it's all about who you can, who you can put around him, Right. And if you're the bears, you, I think you absolutely have to get it right. If you're committed to Caleb Williams, you're committed to going down this path, as opposed to the path of keeping Justin Fields around and, and building around him and kind of building up the team uh, that you've, uh, you know, that that version of your team this is this is to say the very least a very important offseason right
2: yeah if you hit if you're the Chicago Bears if you hit on your draft picks um like they like Caleb Williams ends up being what I think he'll be or what you know other people think he'll be um or what a first overall draft pick should be at quarterback um and you get a wide receiver at nine probably a dunze or something like that um and then you pay the right people i mean you're talking about an off season that can put you i don't want to say right into like super bowl contention but you'll be right in the playoff picture i think is fair to say especially considering how weak the nfc is um there will be spots open uh wild card spots open that you can find yourself in so uh, if you play your cards right you'll not only be set up long term for success but even in the short term you could be you know right in playoff contention 319-366-1600,
1: the top 10 teams with salary cap space, according to Over the Cap. Uh, The Commanders, uh, $87 and change, uh, followed by the Patriots, the Bears, the Titans, the Bengals, the Colts, the Texans, the Lions, the Cardinals, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, So that is uh, with those new numbers factored in. So certainly something to watch. Uh, here, I've been looking at my uh, mock drafts. I feel like it, it's it's less early than before, but it's still a little too early, and everybody has their opinion. Uh, Tom Fornelli from CBS Sports had his uh, new one out today with Caleb Williams going number one overall. He has a lot of quarterbacks being taken uh, in that first round. Uh, he's got the Bears trading with the Steelers, so trading away the number nine pick, uh, but... I don't think he has the Steelers uh, taking Justin Fiel- Justin Fields off the Bears' hands. He has the Steelers drafting J.J. McCarthy at number nine overall. He also has Drake May going to the Vikings at number four, and then Jaden Daniels going to the Falcons at number two in a trade from the commanders. So we're getting into mock trades, and it's so tough to predict you know who's going to do what in the draft. But uh, based on what we talked about earlier in the week, J.J. McCarthy – Number nine overall seems uh, – w- would you replace Kenny Pickett with J.J. McCarthy?
2: No. I mean, and I guess just, like if you're going to sit McCarthy – if McCarthy's going to be allowed to sit and learn because he's someone I think would really benefit from knowing the system first because you see what he's he did at Michigan, and mm-hmm. I think that was because he was comfortable with Michigan's system. He understood what his job as quarterback for Michigan was. Um, I don't think – he'll be someone who comes into the NFL and has immediate success like a C.J. Stroud. I think he'll be someone who has to learn the system and feel comfortable and understand what his role is within the system um, before he, if he's going to be, you know, a a very good player in the NFL.
1: Again, Fornelli has Jaden Daniels going number two overall. He has uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. going third to the Patriots. Uh, Drake May, the Vikings moving up to take Drake May at four. Uh, trading with the Cardinals to get that uh, pick. St- uh, Steelers trading the 20th pick to the Bears. Uh, and the Bears then taking Jackson Powers Johnson, a lineman from uh, Oregon, at number 20. Uh, and then he has one more quarterback in the draft, Bo Nix, getting drafted in the first round. The Patriots trading with the Ravens at the 30th pick to get Bo Nix. So. A lot of trades, a lot of quarterbacks. Certainly, uh, it would be interesting to see that many quarterbacks in the first round. No Michael Penix. Uh, He's probably, Penix probably second, third round, probably. Yeah,
2: probably. Injuries just bring him down so much that NFL teams are just not going to trust him. There will also be, it feels too early because there's going to be someone who has some insane combine numbers that shoots up into some mm-hmm. first round draft type. That just happens every year where right. this person was maybe like a third round, third rounder or something like that. And then they had a insane 40 time and, you know, were super strong or agile or whatever. They have a really good draft combine and they shoot up into the first round and someone takes them.
1: For what it's worth, Fornelli has the Jaguars taking Cooper to Jean at 17. Uh, Overall, hey, that rhymes. To Gene at 17, to the Jags. Uh, That would certainly be an an interesting fit there. Difference maker regardless of where he goes, but uh, that is uh, where Tom Fornelli has. He has the Packers taking Tyler Newbin, safety from Minnesota. I I wouldn't hate that. He's a heck of a football player. Uh, Keon Coleman going to the Buccaneers, former Michigan State receiver, uh, one pick later at 26. Uh, Lions getting Mike Saner still from Michigan to stay home. Uh, and then the Chiefs taking Byron Murphy out of Texas, the big dude, uh, big uh, defensive lineman, 6'1", 308. Iowa State fans know how, how big he is. Big 12 fans, period, know uh, how he is. And, of course, that would, assuming Chris Jones is going elsewhere, I guess we'd have to see. But uh, that is the latest from uh, Tom Fornelli with, uh, with that mock draft uh, here uh, for 2024 NFL Draft, which is just a few months away. Mentioned uh, the new Bears defensive coordinator yesterday, also uh, introduced to the media, Eric Washington. Here's a little bit from him about why he's excited to be in Chicago. Number
6: one, it's an explosive group of players. Uh, this defense was elite in several important categories that lead directly to winning football. Uh making teams one dimensional, stopping the run. We've got some really good players on the defensive line. This team is in the top two or three and taking the football away and continuing to feed an explosive offense. When I looked at that, and in terms of those things being values, those were the things that really got me excited, along with the scheme and the structure of the defense. Those are the things that really got me excited about coming.
1: And Washington says they want to build the best pass rush in football. We're
6: going to be a team that that generates pressure with our front four. We're going to build the best pass rush in football. That happens to be, you know, an area, fortunately, that I've, in an area that um, I've had tremendous success with. And um, there's – we have the, the personnel to, to get that done. We've got um, – size, speed, quickness, length. Montez, I remember Montez through the, uh, the, through the pre-draft process when I was in Carolina. Really admired the traits, the mindset, all of those types of things. So you look at the people that we already have here, I mean, it's just exciting. It's exciting. Plus, we invested heavily in the draft last year with the two young defensive tackles. I happen to know them going through the draft process. So all things are just positive as far as that goes.
1: Eric Washington, the new D.C. for the Chicago Bears, talking yesterday uh, from Chicago, that er- that audio courtesy of the Bears themselves. 319-366-1600, 0547, uh, saying, personally, I keep fields and trade the number one pick, then pick the best available receiver for the Bears. I- I- I'm on the record again. Isaac, I think you are too we would probably both keep fields. I feel that is the common opinion. You don't have to be a Packer fan to believe that, but I feel like most Packer fans want Justin Fields to stick around. Uh, I just think for, for me in taking off the fan glasses and, and, and putting the fandom aside, I just, I, I question. And again, I'm the radio guy. I'm not a GM. I never will be, but I, I question, do you want to keep just hitting the reset button every? what three to five years is that at some point you have to commit to someone if you're committing to Caleb Williams that's fine but I don't think Justin Fields is all that bad of a quarterback I don't think he was necessarily given the the tools to to be successful all the tools to be successful in Chicago but it seems to me they've committed to going this route hitting that reset button with a different quarterback maybe it works out maybe it doesn't that's that's the NFL for you, but you you need to get this right. And if you think you're going to get it right, then you better get it right because if you don't get it right, everyone is going to keep pointing and laughing at you because you keep resetting and then, you know, who knows what Justin Fields does, but if he goes to Atlanta, I think he's going to have some success. I think he'd have success in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, depending on where, where he's going to go. It's just – that's that's the game, right? That's that's the the challenge of this time of year and it, it 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 it's tough to when you're on a losing streak with getting stuff like this right, you need it to go right so badly and right now you're hoping if you're the Bears that you get this dead on right with Caleb Williams, right?
2: Yeah, especially because there's so many the fans seem to be pretty split bears fans seem to be split there's some that are very much like in the mm-hmm. camp of williams is the next guy yep. and yep. i fully believe him and then there's a pretty large section of fan bears fans that are saying we should keep fields and build around fields we've seen enough from him that we can uh you know we feel comfortable with him being the guy going forward and so if you get it wrong or if whatever decision you if whether that's keeping fields or you know drafting williams if you choose the wrong decision, you're going to get ripped by the fan base mm-hmm. too. And especially with a fan base who does not have, um, or is very impatient at this moment, I guess is how I'll yeah, put it. Exactly. They're there, right. They really want to win and they're getting anxious for all the bad seasons for us stacking up there.
1: 319-366-1600. Justin uh, wants, wants Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Colts. <laughs> Could you have Marvin Harrison Sr. and Marvin Harrison Jr. on the same team? That would be in. That would be a, a difference maker there. That's for sure. I, uh, he's not going to Green Bay, so I. What New England's probably going to get him. I don't. The I don't Cardinals. Know. Yeah, I don't. The know.
2: I Cardinals need a cornerback. I, quarterback. No clue. I yeah. thought that for a long time that it was just going to be Chicago trading back just a little bit and still taking him. And mm-hmm. then it seems It'd be like a spring. heck of a weapon. It would be. I don't yeah. know. I think that'd be a pretty. Good idea, but he'll wherever he ends up, he'll be very successful, and I think he'll come out the gate. And I won't say dominate, but he'll have a very good rookie season.
1: I think he will, too. 319-366-1600, 528. Got your winning sports word here momentarily. Let's toss it over to Isaac for another local update here on 1600 ESPN.
2: With your local sports update on 1600 ESPN, I'm Isaac Elzinga. The Iowa women's basketball team lost to Indiana 69-86 last night in Bloomington. The Iowa women fall to 23-4 overall and 12-3 in the Big Ten. They will be back in action on Sunday against Illinois inside Carver-Hawkeye Arena. The Iowa men's basketball team has an away game against Illinois tomorrow. That game will tip off around 1:15. The Iowa baseball team has a game against Auburn today that was delayed. I don't know if it's gotten under away quite yet. We'll have that at the end here. The Iowa men's wrestling team closes out it's dual season against Oklahoma State on Sunday in Stillwater, that will start at 2. The Iowa State wrestling team also closes out it's dual season on Sunday with a duel against Missouri in Hilton, that will also start at 2. Iowa State men's basketball head coach TJ Otzelberger has been named to the 2024 Naismith Men College Coach of the Year late season watch list. Otzelberger is one of 15 coaches across the country named to the list. The Iowa State men's and women's basketball teams will be in action this weekend. The men play West Virginia tomorrow at 1, and the women play at 6. You can listen to both games right here on 1600 ESPN. That's your local sports update. I'm Isaac Elzinga for 1600 ESPN.
1: Yeah, Bad news for Iowa baseball fans. That uh, Wichita State-Virginia game is now in a rain delay. So it was in the sixth inning about an hour ago, and the 45-minute start time after uh, the, that game got done for Iowa baseball was in effect. Now it's in a rain delay, so who knows when that will wrap up and when Iowa and uh, uh, their first game with Auburn will start. So uh, looking like it won't happen during this program, but if you're an Iowa baseball fan, I'm sure you'll, you'll follow along uh, with that as it starts here tonight down in Jacksonville, Florida. But uh, no, Iowa is supposed to start at 5 central time. Has not started yet. Uh, it is 5.30, so I'm to give you one more chance to enter in our $5,000 Man Cave giveaway from 1600 ESPN. $5,000 is the national prize. It's a multi-city contest. Uh, we're participating with stations across the country, but we are sweetening the pot a little bit. One local winner will take home 500 bucks. In fact, we are announcing that winner. Uh, Wednesday morning, the 28th, on the Todd Brommel Camp Show here on 1600 ESPN. So someone who's listening to our local shows or listening to our programming in general is going to take home that 500 bucks. but we'd love for one of you out there to win the 5000 bucks. It's as simple as listening uh, for our winning sports word every day. We give it to you four times daily, uh, 7.30 and 11.30 in the morning, and then 3.30 and 5.30 in the afternoon. And uh, once you hear it, you can go to our website, kgymradio.com, and enter it. Uh, for your opportunity to be in the pool for both prizes, the 500 local prize and the 5,000 for your ultimate sports viewing experience. Your word of the day one more time for your Friday is remote, R-E-M-O-T-E, remote. Head to KGYMRadio.com right now and enter that word uh, for your opportunity to win in our $5,000 Man Cave giveaway giveaway here from 1600 ESPN. Todd Brommelkamp has a brand new word in one of your final two days to enter the contest. Monday morning at 7.30 right here on 1600 ESPN. 5.32, more after this with Spencer on sports.
0: Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN.
4: I'm Casey Ferris with a check for your forecast, we'll continue to see overcast skies early on tonight, however we will see some clearing by early Saturday morning, overnight lows will fall back into the upper teens and lower 20s. Sunny skies to start off the weekend on Saturday, overall temperatures will be a bit cooler with afternoon highs into the middle 40s, we will be mostly clear Saturday night, temperatures falling back into the lower 30s, but we do start to see that warming trend by Sunday as highs will be into the upper 50s and that was a check for your Iowa's news now, weather first for Cast.
3: Two of rock's finest. Primus. My name is Coheed and Cambria. You could Together days. in one night. Like Saturday, July 27th, McGrath Amphitheater. Special guest, Too Many Zoos. On sale now old. at CREventsLive.com. There was a risk Primus. Years old. Coheed and oh, Cambria. Oh, oh. Live. By
1: Mammoth. ESPN Bet is now live in Iowa as the official sportsbook of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play! Terms and conditions apply, see app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
5: Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at four. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at EmilsHideaway.com. Emil's Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends.
9: Networks make it possible to share data from lots of places, like a bird sanctuary. Good eye. There is a typo. Thanks. But to make them powerful enough to deliver new opportunities at the edge, you need CDW and Aruba. CDW experts can help design and implement an Aruba Edge services platform which unifies, secures, and automates network environments everywhere so you can translate data into innovation. Sorry, do you mind? This is confidential. Aruba makes visibility at the edge possible. CDW makes it powerful. Learn more at cdw.com aruba. Meet Cheryl. Hey. She's on vacation and lost in the moment. Unfortunately, so is her Chase debit card. It's gotta be somewhere. Maybe she lost it at Salsa Night. These skirts should have pockets. Or maybe she lost it at Pilates. Three and two and But she's ah. not worried. With the Chase mobile app, she can lock her card till it turns up. Tools to help protect. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of
3: what's yours.
5: Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data reads may apply. JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC.
0: Unlike the Big Ten, this show has only expanded by one. One hour, that is. You're listening to Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. Back
1: at 535 here on a Friday afternoon. 319-366-1600. Got the sports menu on the way in about 15 minutes to wind down the program. Uh, college baseball weekend action starting up with uh, the bang here. Oh, it's Stony Brook. Yeah, Stony Brook, the Seawolves, just handed LSU, the defending national champs, their first loss of the year uh, by a five to two score. Uh, that game down in uh, in Baton Rouge. How about that? It's it's still early in the season. You're not gonna not gonna react to one loss early on, but kind of interesting to uh, see the some of the top teams go down. Wake Forest lost earlier in the week too. Uh, so baseball on the college uh, ranks and uh, in the pros. Getting started as well speaking of the pros let's uh, get to today's full count Just a bit outside Promising you at least one segment of baseball content uh, from now through well probably October November here on 1600 ESPN talking baseball with you Spring training action uh, going on today including the Cubs beating the White Sox 8 to 1 uh, in the first uh, spring training game for both Jesse Chavez. Yes, that Jesse Chavez getting rocked one inning, giving up six runs for the White Sox and taking the loss in the spring training debut. Cubs putting up six runs in the first, another two in the fifth uh, for their eight runs. I'm sure. And then Cubs fans, you can weigh in on the text line 319-366-1600. I think you're liking it. This is obviously not your final lineup, right? This is day one of spring training, but. Uh, a glimpse into the future, I think, of Cubs baseball. Several key guys in your lineup today that I'm sure you're hoping are going to be playing a lot of innings for your team. Uh, Christopher Morrell had a home run in the first inning. Uh, Matt Shaw, uh, draft pick out of Maryland, uh, had a double uh, in that first inning as well, driving in a run. Uh, you also had Pete Crow Armstrong, one for two with a couple runs scored today. Uh, like I said, Matt shot two for three all told. Alexander Canario today. Matt Mervis in the lineup too. Miguel Amaya, uh, Ian Happ, one of your vets, was in the lineup today too. But I think if you're a Cubs fan, uh, you're you're hoping that a lot of those guys are your are your core going forward here, uh, and you're probably encouraged to see them have a pretty good day today, even though it was just game one of spring training, and there's still a full regular season to go, but. A lot of guys that I know uh, Cubs fans are pretty excited about, PCA especially, Matt Shaw, uh, really hyped with what he's done uh, uh, here uh, just early on in workouts, but uh, coming out of college at Maryland, uh, he was a first-round draft pick, and uh, I know Cubs fans like him uh, quite a bit. How about Joe Hudson today, too, a guy who was in AAA with the Iowa Cubs. Hudson, two for two, drove in five runs. Uh, today in the win over the white Sox, a three run double uh, and then an infield single that scored a couple runs uh, today too cubs getting the win eight to one over the white Sox. only run for the Sox uh, was a home run by tim elko another guy that talk about prospects uh tim elko was on that old miss team that won the college world series a couple years ago uh, one for three with a home run one of only four hits on the day for the Southsiders against the Cubs. Defending champs, uh, Rangers were in action today. They beat the Kansas City Royals 5-4. to four. Uh, Rangers uh, getting the win over Kansas City Royals uh, with a piece of news today, getting a new backup help for Salvi Perez. Austin Nola, that's Aaron's brother, obviously familiar with the last name Nola. Austin Nola getting signed to a contract for the season, a veteran a backup uh, for some insurance behind Salvi Perez and Freddie Fermin for the Royals. But uh, Royals uh, losing to Texas today, 5-4. to four. Uh, Texas, a lot of great prospects as well. Uh, some vets uh, seeing the field today, but a lot of eyes on Wyatt Langford. 0-2 with a walk today. He batted third today. Evan Carter, uh, the run scored, drove in a run as well for the defending world champs in that win over the Royals Dodgers. I, I said to Scott, Unash earlier today, as he was about to leave the sports office to come down and do the gym class. I feel like the Dodgers hype has surpassed the moon and is now on to like Jupiter uh, after another win today, they're two and Oh, beat up the Padres for uh second day in a row, not 14 runs like yesterday, but four to one Freddie Freeman homering on the first pitch. He saw also had a sack fly today. Uh, For the Dodgers as they improved to 2-0 on the young spring training season, being the Padres who dropped to 0-2. And then the uh, runner-up in the World Series yesterday, also in action today, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They fell to the Colorado Rockies 3-0 in spring training play uh, here today. So a lot of uh, interesting stuff happening here uh, early on. Plenty more games to come, of course, in both spring training uh, and in the season as a whole a full slate of games coming up tomorrow uh, and into Sunday as well sampling of what you could find tomorrow Cardinals have their first action uh, taking on the Miami Marlins Twins in action against Pittsburgh tomorrow at 12:05 Cardinals playing split squad uh, tomorrow I should say taking on the Mets Cubs are in action against the San Francisco Giants you got the Reds taking on the Guardians tomorrow too White Sox playing the Mariners, the Royals and Rangers uh, battling out tomorrow too. And you have Milwaukee and San Diego to round out the regional interest. Uh, Detroit, can't forget the Detroit Tigers. Detroit and New York, the Yankees uh, in action tomorrow. So uh, that is your spring training, at least glance for Saturday and uh, plenty more games to come. Like I said, 319-366-1600, 541. We'll take an early break and do a little extended version of the sports
5: menu next here on 1600 ESPN. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. There are a lot of great dads out there. Sometimes those dads get divorced. For more than 30 years, we've represented men in divorce, confronting the pitfalls that could devastate your finances or harm your family relationships. While every situation is different, our goal is to get the best outcome for you and your kids. Visit CordellCordell.com to take the first step office in downtown Des Moines. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell and Cordell's attorneys. 515-518-
3: all zeros. CordellCordell.com I
0: always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time.
3: Then I discovered Babbel.
9: Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic.
3: I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, way then babble babble
9: babble go to babble.com and start learning a new language today that's b-a-b-b-e-l.com tune in to 1600 espn every weekday at five o'clock with spencer on sports for drive time driven by linder tire we all hear the radio ads about the irs they tell you to be afraid to be scared and they try to frighten you into calling 59. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people.
11: Listen to this crowd,
8: and that will do it. Iowa State dominates.
3: Gratitude, enthusiasm, toughness, unity, integrity. Well, but all of the traits that make up the iowa state cyclones listen to every game this season it's a cyclone basketball doubleheader as the men
1: host west virginia and the women welcome byu to hilton coliseum here at tomorrow at noon on 1600 espn
0: (laughs) want to hear about his sports card collection of course you do now back to spencer on sports on 1600 espn
1: 544 winding down on a Friday, 319-366-1600 with you from the Eakin Nutrition Studios on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. ESPN Radio National Programming coming your way at 6 tonight. Full weekend of live sports on the calendar. You can check out our live broadcast schedule At KGYMRadio.com. Let's dive into an extended edition of the sports menu tonight.
11: What are you eating?
3: Instant mashed potatoes for frozen TV dinners.
11: And I want to know why it didn't have mayonnaise. Okay.
3: Okay. On the menu today, we have...
1: Busy, busy night and weekend ahead. We went through the college basketball schedule in the first hour of the show. But uh, in case you missed uh, some of the highlights this weekend, you've got, of course... Uh, Illinois and Iowa, men's and women's kind of doubleheader, back-to-back days. You have that uh, rivalry matchup. The Illinois men hosting Iowa tomorrow, one from Champaign on Big Ten Network. The Iowa women return home after the loss to the Hoosiers last night to play Illinois at home on Sunday. It's noon on FS1 from Carver. Uh, also, Iowa State in action this weekend, hosting West Virginia. That's a 1 o'clock start on ESPN2. And then Drake playing at UNI on the men's side, 5 o'clock tomorrow night on ESPN+. Plus. The women's UNI-Drake matchup is at 2 uh, on Sunday afternoon uh, from the Knapp Center in Des Moines. Men's Big Ten on Saturday, Indiana and Penn State uh, from uh, State College, 11 o'clock on BTN. Full slate on Sunday, including Maryland at Rutgers, Purdue at Michigan, Ohio State at Michigan State, also Minnesota playing at Nebraska this weekend as well. College baseball, the schedule, college baseball and softball period, the schedule is getting kind of messy. Uh, Iowa was supposed to be playing right now against Auburn. Again, it's in a delay because of the game in front of it. There's weather in Florida. Surprise, surprise, pop-up rain in Florida. If you've ever been down to Florida or seen sporting events played there, you know that uh, those, those storms in the afternoon are always an issue. And the game preceding Iowa's game tonight is in a weather delay at last update. So Iowa-Auburn tonight getting a late start. Scheduled to play them, Virginia, and Wichita State this weekend. Iowa softball already had one game canceled today because of bad weather, and I know there was some other changes in some of the other softball events for UNI uh, and Iowa State as well. So keep that in mind if you're following uh, your favorite team. Uh, Isaac uh, teased it earlier, uh, some wrestling going on this weekend uh, for Iowa and Iowa State. Uh, Hawkeyes headed down to Stillwater to wrestle Oklahoma State, of course, two storied programs, uh, fifty-eight combined NCAA championships. Everybody's still looking up at Penn State, but doesn't diminish the the importance of uh, the the Hawkeyes and and the Cowboys this weekend. Uh, how do you think? Uh, how do you think I was going to do down there?
2: Yeah, I think I was pretty strong, um, and I think it'll be another win. Um, I think it'll be fun to see. If Gabe Arnold is out there again, because um, they can use him one more time. Same thing with Ben Keeter. It'll be fun to see if they use them at all. Um, but there's a lot of ores in Iowa's lineup right now. So mm-hmm. I'm mostly interested in just seeing who wrestles, who is in for uh, in Iowa's lineup ahead of, you know, big tens and NCAAs here because um, there's, seems like they're still sort of deciding on some weight classes, right. even though it's a little bit late into the season here.
1: Iowa 7-15-2 all-time at Oklahoma State. Last win in Stillwater came in 2015. Uh, they wrestled them in Texas in 2022 at the Rangers Ball Club. Uh, so had some success there. Uh, they won last year in Iowa City 28-7. to Would like to continue that streak. Here's Tom Brands, by the way, a little bit from media availability earlier this week. About wrestling, the Cowboys in uh, again the storied matchup.
7: It's a historic place, um, it's a historic coach, historic arena, it's a historic rivalry, and it's an it's a fun environment. Uh, but we have a chance to you know catapult ourselves into the postseason.
1: That's uh, a common theme of his uh, press conference this week: catapulting yourself some momentum into the postseason. You know,
7: Penn State's number one by pretty good gap right now, Uh, but I don't think and I'm not going to speak for Oklahoma State, uh, but I will speak for us and I'll kind of speak for them. I don't think either program is content to let that happen. I think we're all after the same turf. We're all after the same turf. And that's a great, that is a great ingredient for spirited competition.
1: Tom Brands from earlier this week in Iowa City, uh, as uh, the Hawkeyes and Cowboys wrestle on Sunday. Uh, Sunday, the eyes will be on Ames as well. Iowa State, Missouri. You and I wrestles Missouri tonight too, seven o'clock. But uh, all eyes on Ames for uh, Carr versus O'Toole. What part four? Yeah, I believe it does look like O'Toole is going to be out though. Oh, really?
2: Yes. um... At least from some things they they tweeted out earlier today, Missouri wrestling that um, there's going to be some lineup changes. It seems like there's an injury or a sickness or something like that. Oh, with the no! Tool. So unfortunately, it Dang. does it does not look like we will have have that this early. Um, you never know what happens in you know Big 12s or whatever. Right. Um, and still the heavyweight matchup could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I know that the uh, number two guy, uh, there was an order listed for for Missouri there, but if if that holds, I think that I believe that's a top five matchup for Iowa state with a uh, younger. And then the guy Missouri has there,
1: but oh. yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was <sighs> going, unfortunately one sixty five. ever I saw uh, watching something on cyclone fanatic earlier this week and uh, reading up on the match. Those two had a pretty epic NCAA uh, showdown at, at the championships. They wrestled of course, last year, in the big 12s as well. Uh, that was set to be, uh, hoping for, hoping for good things here, uh, maybe maybe some reversal in fortune going into the weekend, but uh, we'll see. But Iowa State Missouri Sunday at two from Ames. You and is wrestling Mizzou tonight at seven, and then they've got Wisconsin on Sunday at one uh, to wrap up the regular season. Back to the hardwood. You've got NBA action tonight. Plenty of action as the season gets uh, back underway uh, with uh, the All Star break in the rearview mirror. Uh, of regional interest tonight, how about the, oh boy, I'm sure I'm going to get flamed for mentioning the Minnesota Timberwolves hosting a certain team that plays basketball at Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. The Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Minnesota, a four-and-a-half point favorite, 9 o'clock on ESPN, 9 o'clock Central Time on ESPN for a game played in Minneapolis. What are we doing? Come on now. I would take Minnesota in the four-and-a-half. My, my confidence in that team that happens to play basketball in milwaukee wisconsin i just i liked it better when people were not talking about them and not talking about them in a negative light and didn't have people calling calling them out on espn radio and national media like flying under the radar and then surprising people and now here now here's what we have and that's the price of fame i guess right just everything i saw someone say this just everything about
2: the bucks has just been weird like everything has just there the vibes have been off in milwaukee ever since the dame trade there's just been weird things going on the entire
1: time i don't disagree
2: i don't know how else to describe it it was right. it's just it is it's weird yes yeah, like exactly. just weird weird quotes 100%. weird press conferences just weird things going on
1: doc rivers making excuses yeah it, it's not it's not been working out Not great, Bob. Uh, Other games tonight, Atlanta and Toronto, Philadelphia and Cleveland. That's the preceding matchup on ESPN 630 tonight for the Cavs and the Sixers. Phoenix is at Houston. The Clippers, a nine-point favorite at Memphis tonight. Washington and Oklahoma City. Thunder, a 16-point favorite there. New Orleans and Miami. Golden State and Charlotte tonight. You got Portland hosting Denver and the Lakers hosting San Antonio tonight. Uh, a few other games of note tomorrow. Uh, you've got uh, the Knicks and the Celtics. That's national TV. Minnesota and Brooklyn Bulls next in action on Sunday, taking on the New Orleans Pelicans uh, from the what is it? The Smoothie King Center in uh, in uh, New Orleans. I, I I'm terrible with the corporate names of the arenas. I know the ones in the in the region, but like what, what is this called now? Uh, that is uh, going on. Uh, here this weekend and in hockey, 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 hockey. Okay. So here's Justin's testing my knowledge here. You know, I'm not a hockey guy. You know, I am not like, I, I know teams. I know star players. Justin is giving me a parlay for his picks tonight. Uh, I'll give you the games. Here are the games itself tonight. Columbus hosting Buffalo, the Blackhawks hosting my beloved Winnipeg Jets and then Minnesota playing at Edmonton uh, tonight. I, I if I butcher this name, it shows you how much of a noob I am when it comes to hockey. Mark Shifley, I think that's right. Justin says he's going to get a point. He says Sabers and Jets money line parlay and Connor Bedard over two. I know who Connor Bedard is. Uh, I know Connor McDavid. I know Leon Drysight. I know just a bunch of random guys. But you're asking me to name beyond maybe ten hockey players. I'm 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 tapering off rather quickly. We'll just put it that way. But that's Justin's picks tonight uh, for that parlay. So do with that information what you will. Action tomorrow: the Blues in action at Detroit. Uh, the Wild playing against the Kraken tomorrow night, and the Blackhawks back in action Sunday against the Detroit Red Wings. To wrap up your hockey. Weekend wrap up your sports weekend. So there you go. That I hope was a complete look at everything going on this weekend. I'm sure I missed something. There's high school games going on. Good luck to the area high school teams. I uh, know Scott had a four overtime. Heard Scott and Mark talking about four overtimes between Marion and McCokoda last night. Oh my goodness! I'm, I was trying to think when I did high school sports. The most I think I, I had a. I had a just a couple regular overtime games. I never did four. That's just beyond comprehension. Lost my mind at the end of overtime number one. But, hey, moving on to, to what, a sub-state final, right? So that's really in the end all that matters. But good luck to everybody still alive. You know Girls State Tournament starts up uh, next week with the boys to follow. And uh, wishing good luck to them. Uh, Some local college teams wrapping up. The Rough Riders and Heartlanders still in action, too. So plenty to to take in uh, this weekend.
2: Speaking of which, we'll have Todd will have tickets for you for yes. the uh, Heartlanders. Yes. Is that next week?
1: I believe it
12: is next so, week. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. Just to
2: make the that aware. Same restrictions apply though. If you have won something within the last month, please don't participate yes. within that.
1: Yeah. So just a reminder we had several giveaways if you've won in the last 30 days. Keep it fair, give everyone a chance to win. And uh, keep listening for another uh, Code Word with Todd coming up on Monday. I know it's your it's your birthday this weekend, so I got to play you a Happy Birthday song. I don't have anything for you. Do you want some like Utah Jazz basketball no, cards? That is. Are you well, sure? I mean,
2: if you're offering, you're you're more than welcome to I, give me. I you, just so. opened.
1: I grabbed a mega box of Donruss at uh, at Walmart the other day. I got uh, two Wembyama cards, so I'm happy there. Oh, nice. There I've you go. I've quadrupled my Wemby stash in the last uh, in the last uh, like week. My dad sent me, like, a random, like, pack through the mail. Like, Here you go. Have some cards. I'm like, that, that, thanks, Dad. Uh, okay. And it's my first official rip in my new place, and I pulled a Wemby rookie. So th- I, we're on the right track. So I guess I'm now a Wemby magnet for uh, Victor Wembanyama Yama rookies. I ain't complaining about that. There are worse guys to pull.
2: Yeah, I've still got the three, but I do have all three in the NBA hoops. He had the arriving nows, and then he had, like, mm-hmm. the two different sort of base yeah. ones or whatever. So I have... Still have those three? I think I'm just gonna hang I on will, to them. I don't know. I yeah. I'll probably
1: <laughs> hang on to mine too. I will. I, I have a big stack of NBA cards sitting on my card table, so I will find random jazz guys. Sounds I can't. Good. It might be Kelly Olynyk and some guys who aren't there anymore, but uh,
2: that's right. I got Fonte and stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah, those guys. So I, I will. I you you will likely have something waiting for you. On Monday for the rest of you. Thank you for listening on the, uh, on the airwaves here to all of our local shows on 1600 ESPN. Appreciate uh, all the interaction on the text line uh, and the phone lines all week. Big show on Monday. It is big Monday. We'll talk to Jr. from the big 10 huddle. Uh, we'll talk to him uh, in the five o'clock hour to look back on the weekend. That was in big 10 hoops. John Walters, of course, will join me at four 30 on Monday. Uh, as well. So a big show on Monday. Of course, Todd Camp show 630 till nine and the gym class will precede uh, my program uh, here on 1600 ESPN. So hope you check out all of our local shows here this weekend. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. I will talk to you again Monday at four. ESPN Radio National Programming is now.